What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Justin of Broken Love. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in Justin, a.k.a. Broken Love. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I just wanted to make sure that I, I Broken Love is kind of your nom de music and it's also, you know, sort of signifies the whole body of work. Uh, but, you know, obviously we're not uh, some occult underground band here. We can just call you Justin, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's like, hey, Broken. I hope not. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, there, there are definitely publicists in certain bands in the world who are like, do not call me by my human name. Wow. Uh, what I like about we're, we're real dudes. You should call us. Yeah, but I I think there's a freedom, you know, artistically, and this is kind of the place I wanted to jump into with you about this self-titled record, and um, you know, artistically having kind of this overarching name, having a band name, kind of frees you for a long time. You were this, you know, this is your solo auteur project. This is still your baby, but uh, I think it, it, is it kind of freeing to just kind of have another name on it beside yours? Yeah. I mean, the intention in the first place. I I thought that at least having a name in front of it as a and if I wanted to do something else, you know, uh, I could. Um, I feel like it gives you more freedom for sure. And uh, and also, if it, it, you know, when I before I actually met everybody, I uh, put like the actual band together. It was really unique. So. I wanted to at least sound like a band. I get the illusion that they were uh, guys behind, behind it. Uh, but, uh, but it was really just me. Killer. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a fleshed out project that doesn't sound like you and a bunch of guys. It sounds like a band. It sounds very tight. And I know that's because you recorded this album live in the studio, which is very impressive at, at this rate in this day and age where it's done very little. Do you want to talk a little bit about that process and why you chose to do that? Exactly. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think it's uh, it's very tight sounding. Uh, it's a lot of inspiring songs on here. And this is really the result of many years of work. Um, I know you put a lot of time in uh, different cities, different experiences in life. Um, you've been at this a long time for a relatively young guy. I know that's a thing probably other people talk to you about. But let's talk about sort of the genesis of all these songs, because it's it's definitely uh, it's got a lot of soul to it, man. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, I, the way the songs all came together was just through 
through, uh, through the process of me growing up and just maturing and finding my own way through it all. I, I guess I started writing to this record when I was about 17. And, and uh, at that time, I was already living on my own in, in L.A. And uh, just being out there on my own and just getting into all kinds of, you know, questionable situations and meeting some, some pretty interesting characters and just living some life sort of shaped what what this band was sound like uh, slowly and surely, you know, and I had another band out there that we did our own thing, you know, we had a different set of songs that played a different kind of rock and uh, just through all those experiences and just learning through the years, um, it definitely cultivated this, this thing that ended up being broken up, you know, and uh, at the time I, I, I didn't I didn't really know what, what I wanted to be. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And uh, without just getting out there and dropping out of high school or just, and just committing to it, I don't think this would have ever happened. Right on. You have to kind of leap, right? You got to take a risk, many risks to get out there in the music world, right? And you've definitely taken your share. And you have to. You know, if the opportunity just like, comes knocking on your door, you know, you should probably take it if you really want it. I mean, for most people, it's probably it's probably pretty pretty smart just to change school <laughs> and uh, and not do what I did. But you know, an opportunity just just showed up, and I had to take it. Well, it's, you know, it's such a weird world where, uh, you know, sort of uh, society tells you what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. But uh, we don't often celebrate people who go against that grain and succeed. Usually it's like, oh, waiting for you to fail. But, you know, obviously you, you're you living proof that you can go, you know, against the grain in your own way. of the songs I know obviously you know you write a song and then you envision it a certain way in your head as, a, as an artist and then you bring other people in to interpret your song and it changes is there any particular track or tracks on the album that changed drastically from when you originally came up with them to the finished product oh yeah absolutely I mean in particular like the song that everybody had about I mean Shot Down was like was like a totally different song at first and I actually didn't like it at all like I thought it was it was like a big dumb macho rock song. It was just like it, it, it kind of represented everything I didn't like with rock at the time, and uh, that one sort of. Uh, even when we recorded it, I remember being in the studio with the dudes that recorded it with me too. We were all just kind of like, man, I don't know about this song. Like this is just this is just 
like the, the, the aura of the tune with like two fucking bulls or shit. And uh, I guess it was until like the record was done and we were mixing everything that like I heard the tune again and I was like, oh, okay, hold on a second. This is actually something here. This is actually growing on me a lot. And uh, it sort of took a life of its own because the, the demo and the recorded version of that song um, change not drastically, but but enough to where the thing that were bothering me, I guess, were sort of uh, lessened to an extent, and um, it ended up becoming one of my favorite songs. And, and like, to my surprise, it ended up being the song everybody wanted to be uh, wanted to use for the first single, which I was like shocked. And my producer was shocked. And the family was shocked. Like, nobody thought that was going to be uh, a single, you know? I thought it was going to be, like, a deep track on the record. Like, a seven to eight track in, like, here's all this stuff, and now you get to hear, like, this sort of heavy riff. Like, not your balls bomb, you know, that the band could do. But I didn't know it would become my sort of, like, I guess you could say, like, signature song at this point. Um... So that that was definitely the most surprising one of the process, uh, just in terms of I mean not really you know not not in terms of it being like sort of composed uh, a different way when it came to studio, but just in like our attitude uh, towards that song and the way everybody else reacted to it after we had sort of you know created it. Um, Killer man, thank you for that uh, insight on that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. What I what another thing I really want to just chat with you about is I really love the lyrics and the storytelling. Uh, that's always a thing that captures me. Is anybody who can really capture a really amazing narrative. Uh, from song to song and not lose me is talented and I really dig it. And so one of the things that I really love about songs like uh, obviously I can't lie, shot down flies in a honey, 17 complicated, a lot of good ones that I not, that I noted. So yeah, man. So I am, I mean, a lot of it is clearly auto autobiographical, but uh, are there any situations where you sort of write in the, in the mindset of something, someone else or something else that hasn't happened to you? Or is it all pretty much your, uh, your diary and journal? Um, you know, the only one, the only one that sort of kind of goes and plays on two sides, I guess, would be a Crossing Twins. Um, that's a tune that's sort of from two perspectives, I would say. Uh, um, you know, I try to take the character of the person I wrote it about a little bit. And, uh, I just like to personalize lyrics. You know, if I'm going to write it for the perspective of somebody else, I don't want to. I don't want to speak about them as third person. I just sort of like to take over that character. I feel like it makes people connect with it more. Um, and it makes me sort of get inside a vibe. But that song is like a little bit of me and a little bit of this of this person <laughs> who will remain nameless. But uh, but that, that, that is sort of the only song that's not um, 100%. Just, excuse me. Hundred percent me uh, in the lyrics. Awesome, awesome. Um, 
I just have a couple more questions for you as we wind this down, as I want to give you back your time and a busy pre-release week time. Um, obviously, you're getting, like you said, you guys are getting ready to hit the road. And obviously, uh, the road is a very nomadic place and, and uh, you sort of miss things that are comfortable. Uh, are there is there anything you need to bring with you that's going to keep you sane while you're on the road for this tour? bring a couple things actually funny you say that <laughs> so in my van I have a skull at the front I gotta keep the skull attached to the to the, to the, uh, the dashboard because I love skulls you know I have a bunch in my room and I kind of collect them so that's like a little piece of home um, I bring a cowboy hat with me on every tour it's just sort of a tradition um, I don't know why uh, I stole it from my buddy like uh, maybe a year or two ago after he came back from Calgary and I just got obsessed with this hat and for some reason it just makes me feel comfortable it's like my happy hat so I always bring that with me it's in the back of the van right now and uh, and the other thing is I have these really big Gucci sunglasses that I bought in San Francisco um, on our first tour sorry our second tour uh, but on the first day of that tour this band went to like sort of hippie, like, San Francisco, like, gift shop, like, district, I'm not sure what it's called. And uh, I found these really big, like, douchey, kind of, like, Gucci, fake Gucci, like, glasses. And uh, I've just become obsessed with them. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, they, they, just, they just feel, like, good when I wear them. And they're pretty hilarious looking. And they're, like, so douchey, they're almost cool. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I always bring them. I always bring those two things on every tour, and uh, it just sort of makes me feel comfortable. But other than that, you know, all we really need is ourselves, two guitars, we're good to go. Yeah, I would say those those are the things that have to come with. If there's no cowboy hat, there's no tour. <laughs> Nice. We'll keep that in mind as uh, as we catch you on the road. I'm looking out for those glasses and that hat, dude. Um, I'm wearing the glasses right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, just for a final question, you know, I feel like Hallmark holidays are very contrived, but February is a big release month for new music. And obviously, you know, you have a lot of songs about love and loss and your band's name is Broken Love and Valentine's Day is the release date. So I have to ask, like... Uh, you know, do you have have you had a lot of heartache in your you know in your years so far, or is it something you're just co you know like aware of, cognizant of? I would say yeah, for sure. I mean, most people have. I guess being young, you know, when you're in high school or when you're in middle school, you tend to be very overdramatic, and when things happen to you, uh, whether it's from your friends or family or or uh, you know significant other, whatever it may be, you tend to really take those feelings and escalate them. Uh, I definitely say in the past, for sure. Yeah, definitely, I've definitely had, had my fair share of heartache. And uh, I would say from high school till now, most of that is just self-inflicted, I would guess, or more so for myself. And, uh, and just being hard on myself. But uh, for sure, you know, the name is sort of of the band and sort of, uh, sort of built around that idea. It just represents who I am as a person. Um, and, uh, you know, releasing on Valentine's Day was, was, was definitely done on purpose because it goes with the name of the band. And, and also, it, it'll help for me to feel a little less lonely on Valentine's Day because that is just a shitty day, you know? <laughs> and it sort of makes a lot of people feel very disconnected. 
Uh, at the end of the day, you know, if you love somebody, why should you love them 365 days a year? Why do you got to show how much you care for them on one day? You know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a uh, a contrived sort of um, you know it's it's it's, it's a product of tired to be, you know, they want your money. So I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't care much these holidays, but we definitely did this on purpose. And uh, it's sort of sort of as an anti-Valentine's Day thing, I guess you could say. I love it, man. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for sharing, uh, you know, some stories with us about your art. It's not the easiest thing to talk about what you're passionate about and how you create things. So I really, I'm really thankful for that opportunity to hear from you. Uh, just, yeah, man, Justin Benalolo. Uh, I probably butchered that. Broken Love, debut. Uh, I did? All right. I usually ruin these names, but I got yours right. Awesome, Justin. Broken Love, self-titled album, Spine Farm Records, February 14th, anti-Valentine's Day album of the year already. Thank you so much, man. Good luck and be safe on the road. And I'm sure we'll see you when you, when you get to one of our cities. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.